This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. Dwight Schultz, it's great to have you back, and this time in a moving picture. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, it's my favorite thing in the world to do, <laughs> looking at oneself. Looking at oneself. It's just, I, I've, you know, there are these actors like Henry Fonda used to, he, he couldn't watch himself. I, ca- I have never been able to watch myself. It's, a, it's uh, in show business. Uh, uh, it just is one of those, you just find, you spend the rest of the day going over every little thing you hated and critique and you can't go on so it's best not and that's why i love the theater you don't have to look at yourself the audience is telling you that it's working or it's not and um but but this is modern entertainment and uh, modern news this is it so you have to be able to put your toes in there uh with uh, toenail fungus and all (laughs) well i want to touch on the uh, podcast because it's been uh, a surreal experience having Dwight Schultz mm. do podcasts for uh, for me and for us mm. at at Hearts of Oak, and I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to your thoughts dropping onto <laughs> that audio communication. Right. Um, maybe I, well, I'll play a, just a, I think a two minute clip or one half minute clip of one of them to get give people an idea what they will find and. Uh, underneath mm-hmm. on the screen, heartsofoak.podbean.com is where people can find it. Um, let us know what, because I guess um, you put that down and it's what's happening currently. There's a lot happening currently. There are never a shortage of things right, to right. comment on. Um, kind of, what has it been like putting your thoughts down on those? Okay. So, yeah, but just let us yep. know what, what that's been like for you. Well, well, I mean, you know, it it is stream of consciousness. I mean, it's uh, that that's what I, I, I you know, I have done uh, radio for Mark Masters and the uh, Talk Radio Network. I had my own podcast many, many years ago, uh, and uh, it was a you do a show and you do forty five minutes or an hour, and then that's it. Uh, this is a and I wanted to do an edited thoughts during the day and frequently routines come up in my mind during the day uh, when you're talking you're talking and they don't come out in an hour broadcast but i get ideas for comedy bits and that's what we call them bits and that's what i am i'm basically a a bit guy (laughs) i'm doing my bit and um, you know, you you find things that strike you as humorous, and you wish you had had that in the in the podcast or in the in the radio broadcast. But this way, I can do that. I can as I'm as I'm putting together and stitching together thoughts, uh, I will then spend uh, several hours working on something that I found funny, and I think others will. F- Usually, it, it's outrageous nonsense that people take seriously. And uh, f- for instance, and I and I the Babylon Bee. I love the Babylon Bee in the United States, and I used as an example the other day. You know their their very pithy description of the attack on Israel by Hamas, and they used Cain and Abel as the analogy. And they, you know, uh, 
uh, Cain killed Abel and immediately called for a ceasefire after <laughs> checking to see if Abel's pulse was had stopped. <laughs> you know, and and that kind of thing is brilliant. I mean, they're brilliant. They just are brilliant. And I true. And it's not easy to come up with some of these ideas. They come. And they they are amazing. They they hit it every time, and they have a. So that's that's sort of the kind of thing I I, I try to do in the midst of blah 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 talking. The the bits are actually more important than the blah blah blah. Uh, but the blah blah blah, it, blah fills the time. So <laughs> it, it's actually I've got a friend, and her her dream is to be a writer for Babylon B. Oh, uh, that's really it, wonderful. it's a high bar. <laughs> yes, that would be wonderful. But but I you know the last thing I did was was Xi Xi coming over to see our um, our illustrious president, uh, a man of many careers. Uh, um, uh, he should have been an actor. That's what he should have been. He should have been an actor. He's much better, you know. But but um, and I. I just saw, and I did. I mean, I literally thought of the conversation between uh, G and uh, and a friend in in San Francisco after he met with with uh, our illustrious president, giving away the store. You know, we, you know, he's he's been called by some famous uh, columnists in the United States a controlled asset of the an enemy, right? And I think it's fairly accurate. Um, and so I just did, you know, I did a routine. I did a routine on it. And uh, <laughs> and indeed, um, I think I got my inspiration from Greg Gutfeld on the, uh, yep. for the routine. But, but anyway, it, it happens and it happens in 10 minutes. Sometimes it happens in three hours. But uh, that's, you know, that's my view of their conversation and what was going to happen ultimately. But. Well, let me, I just want to play a two-minute yeah. clip and then ask you for kind of, it's obviously different from scripted. Sure, uh, sure. What you get voiceover and have done for 20 years. Yeah, let yeah. me just play this two-minute clip and let people have a flavor of what they can find um, on your uh, many podcasts. They're up yes. to five now. So let I'm me not, play yeah. this clip here. Anybody who looks at this dumb piece of dead meat with strings being pulled by Barack Obama and our country being sold down the river when all of the evidence is there and all of the good people who worked hard are being called criminals and all of the criminals are, are accusing us of what they are doing. Donald Trump will not turn this uh, into a dictatorship. We already have a dictatorship. We have a Department of Social Justice now. That's all you need to know. All that you have to do is look at what is happening in the streets. Please call me by my pronouns. Call me by my pronouns, and I have 12 of them. All right? And please look at – please go to Citizen Free Press and look at the video of the dumbass who was caught drunk driving and what excuses – this individual used to try to get out of being caught drunk driving. It's what's being taught in schools. How to avoid arrest for drunk driving. First of all, pull the number of pronouns that you have in your wallet out and stick them on the windshield and have the officer read them in the dark. 
And if you can, put them on backwards so that he has to go around the other side to read them. This is the, I mean, it's please, folks. Never in, in the history of the United States has have, have such incomprehensibly horrific ideas been used to destroy society. But they, they're horrific because it is so clear and obvious. It's mm. a great end never in the history of <laughs> such horrific ideas. So it's, it's a beautiful end because it, it's a reality yeah. check. It really is. It is. And uh, it, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop day to day. And I see things, and I know I'm not the only one. I mean, I, 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 I know that. We, we know people who all see this, and we want to scream out. For, and let me give you another for instance. Th this one truly, tr truly gets me. In the very first podcast I did, underneath everything in the introduction, I used Barack Obama screaming at his... We have to have a national police force that's as powerful as the United States military, blah, blah, blah. And everybody, and I remember when he did that, and everybody was saying, what the hell is he talking about, right? Well, what he was talking about is defund the police, reimagine the police. The police are not there. And it started big time uh, during COVID with George Floyd, which we are now discovering was a, a, a communist hoax. They all are, just like COVID. So you had Floyd and you had COVID. The police are defunded. They're called names. They, as as um, Adams in New York is now, what? They're, they're behind by 400, 1,000 police officers. You don't have a police force locally. So what happened? What is planned? What are the communists doing? Well, we defund, or as Barack says, reimagine them not being there. And then the deus ex machina, the federal government comes in and says, we will come in and save you. We will fund the, the police. Well, uh, you know, uh, the, the, they, the, 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 the Congress of the United States, the House, just passed the money for an FBI building that is bigger than the Pentagon. Now, Barack wanted that, right? They're funding it. They're funding the beginnings of the way the communists imagine the country, a national Gestapo that uh, is just like Klaus Schwab says, you know, uh, she is the perfect model. That's the model for the the world that we're going to give you in which you will own nothing but be happier for it. And here, here are members, Republicans in the House of Representatives funding this building bigger than the Pentagon. Why? What We don't need a national police force nor an FBI that needs a building bigger than the Pentagon. But this is the plan and you get to it and you can look at every democratic city that's in that's struggling right now they're all struggling and people are saying why aren't the police coming to help us you don't have any police it, it's not time for the deus ex machina it's not time for the feds to step in yet but just keep coming the commies are coming 
the commies are coming and they're going to come with a solution, but it's going to be a government solution and you're not going to be happy about it. Anyway. Where is it? Um, obviously, when you did your uh, podcast mm -hmm. uh, a while ago, then obviously I, I had watched some of the clips of you on with Jimmy Glazoff. Mm. Um, and I mean, how does how do things look as... Back in those days, there were issues, but it seems to have notched up such yes. a degree. Um, so kind of, how do you see whenever you were commenting, focused on the news, mm -hmm. um, you haven't been for quite a while, and mm -hmm. these recent podcasts, you're back into observing what is happening. Um, kind of, how do you see it differently with the, the different issues that we, that we now face? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, you... Well, if you, I mean, Jamie is on to everything. I mean, Jamie Glazoff, you mentioned he, he he's nailed it and he's continuing, continuing to nail it. You sit back and you, I, I keep saying, I wish I had continued recording. Uh, I, I, cause I used to record everything. Um, but then when I stopped, cause I, I had to go back to work, I had to make money. Uh, you know, you, 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 but, but it's, it's, you see, I see better now than I ever have how the communists, the Marxists, the globalists, all together, all working together, how they did it, what was going on behind the scenes. And even though Jamie saw it, I saw it, we didn't do anything about it. We brought it to people's attention, but it was just a small, uh, a small program, actually. You, you know, it, it's... It's important to recognize that they they had a plan. You don't. When I here's a sideline. When I uh, I was working with Andrew Breitbart, and who I loved, who got me to do things I would never have done in my right. life, right? Yeah. And I was having a hamburger with him, and I told him the story of first coming to to California. Uh, to to audition for a TV series, and along the street there are these vendor these vending machines with free newspapers or papers for twenty five dollars. I mean twenty five cents. <laughs> and uh, I went to the want ads. Um, <laughs> this is this is the truth. I'm an audio fanatic, right? So I went to the, see if there was anybody any audio equipment being sold, and I just saw activists wanted, activists wanted, activists wanted, activists wanted, activists wanted. Never said. What for? Mm. Just activists wanted. And I said to Andrew, I said, what the hell is this? And he said, well, of course, you know, they don't have to say what it's for because only libs are in the activist business. Conservatives are not looking at a centralized world. They want a decentralization of everything. They are, they are by, by nature not activists. Activism is to achieve power. It's to go out, assemble a group, get done what you want to have done, and then grow it. So you need to advertise for people, and you only have to say activist, and you know precisely who you're going to get. And they all want to be at the top of the pyramid when in the truth is that most of them will end up at the bottom. And then by the time they're ready to revolt, it's too late. And so what these individuals did, these Marxists, socialists, globalists, they, instead of what they did in the 60s where they went after college students, 
they then said, no, no, we've got to get them younger. And they went for the, for grade school, preschool. And, and I'll say this, that the imams in France after 9-11 who said, we soon will own this country. Our armies are growing around Paris right now. I think they got the the hints there. And Andrew McCarthy wrote a book called Grand Jihad, which was about how the socialists and Marxists and communists got along really well with the radical Islamists because their ideology was the same. They found each other. One has a God at the head, the other the state. Someday they won't be able to work together. But they but their ultimate the, the ultimate view of the world is totalitarian and they work really well. And they did. They got the ideas to go after the children at the, at the very early, they wanted to, communists always wanted to destroy the family. They tried. And if you go back to, if you go back to some of the writings in 1920 in, in Russia, in uh, the Soviet, which was to become the Soviet union, you will see it, it looks like it was written in the New York times yesterday talking about the family's not sufficient. The husband's not sufficient. We need the state to take care of all of the children and mothers. Oh, it's just too much. It's just too much. You know, you are an oppressed minority because you're forced to bear children. It's all of this stuff. And, and they, they knew what to do and they have done it. And it scares me that it's possibly too late. I don't, th I think it's never too late actually. And I see panic uh, in the works, especially in the United States, but they're doing the same thing in Europe. You see it start there. You see it move to Canada and then it comes here. Uh, you, but you do see revolt. I think that there, I, I think the important thing is to make people aware that this is going on. This is their intention, ultimate control and how people can ex I, why people want to be ruled by Klaus Schwab. It's so, I just want to say slob Schwab, why they want to be ruled by that Nazi. I don't understand, but they do. They, they, you know, they, they think they are going to get something for nothing. They actually hear those phrases and they think, oh, that's going to be wonderful. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to work. It's going to be given to me. And I have her, I have actually had conversations with people who have said that. And so those things work. I don't, it would never work with me. It wouldn't work with my parents. It wouldn't work with the people I work. It's not going to work with you, but they don't need, they only need a minority, a strong minority to say, yes, I want, I want, I want my life taken care of. And, um, it's I. I wish I had been more active, a, a greater activist. And uh, uh, the death of Andrew Breitbart was a horrific. Uh, well, can I ask? Because I want to ask you about that liberal yeah. destruction that we're seeing. But actually, on uh, how did you meet Andrew Breitbart? How did that happen? Oh, that was pure uh, serendipity. Um, uh, I. You know, I've always worn my conservatism on my sleeve, so which is why I want cocktail napkins. Don't hire him. Oh, you're one of them. You're one of them. A lot of that, right? And so, uh, I never saw it as a zero sum game, but it it made tough. You know, you 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 are not uh, you're you're on the outs, and so 
uh, a friend of mine invited me to a uh, basically an organization called Friends of Abe. It's it, it was modeled after Friends of Dorothy. Mm. Uh, you know uh, the, the uh, conservatives, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the lamb uh, in the down low, and uh, there were these small gatherings of people who were conservatives, who were actors, who were having a rough time. And uh, I was at a small meeting, and Andrew was at at this particular meeting, and um, uh, the question was, well, what have you experienced in Hollywood that you would consider? Um, uh, you, you know, a, a, a uh, you were prohibited from working. Let's put it that way. And I told the story of a producer, and I actually, uh, I'm not going to mention his name here. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. But uh, Andrew heard me tell this story, which was really, uh, as a young actor, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, he basically, uh, I had come back from. Uh, working with uh, Charlton Heston in a play in Los Angeles. And I had wonderful conversations with Heston. I mean, just wonderful conversations. And this producer uh, at this theater complex heard me, who was a, quite a big producer in Hollywood, right? He heard me t saying glowing things about Charlton Heston. This was before uh, Ray, uh, Ronald Reagan uh, won his election in the United States. And he heard me uh, and he said, well, no Reagan asshole is ever going to work in my production. And I went, I, I, I mean, I believe me, this, this theater group, this is a small theater group. I mean, I was, uh, I, I was not prepared for it. And, uh, you know, he laughed and he was waiting for, for me to respond in kind. And I just didn't. Right. And so Andrew heard me tell this story and he said, uh, uh, you've got to write this. You've got to write it. You've got to put it in big Hollywood and, uh, you have to use your name. <laughs> and mo most of the actors, he said, most of the actors who write for me are using pseudonyms. And I said, oh, my God, Andrew, I just don't, you know. No, you have to. You have to. If you do, other actors, others in show business will see that you can use your name and you will encourage them to do the same thing. It took me a while to, but I, I did it. I did it. And in fact, I have to say, uh, I lost a, I lost a lot of friendship because not only did I write about this producer, but he was dead. And so you don't write about the dead, right? But, it, but this was absolutely a true story. And there wasn't anybody who knew him who did not know that it was true. Uh, but I lost a lot of friends doing it. But I also gained a lot of friends. And there suddenly, and there's several, um, several well-known actors who started using their names on big Hollywood. And they've done well. They've done very well. And um, uh, it was... It was tough, you know. It was a tough thing to do, uh, but it was. A, but it's a little thing. I mean, think about it: using your name to write and say something that's true. Uh, <laughs> but the atmosphere, as uh, Orson Bean, who was um, uh, Andrew's father-in-law, actually uh, said that the the uh, this the, the atmosphere in Hollywood today 
was worse than it was during the black uh, the, the 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 blacklisting period in the com for the communists. He said conservatives. Are, it's actually worse. Conservatives are being treated worse than the communists were, and um, you know I, I, it, it it was. I mean, you are one of them. Was a frequent uh, retort if you said something, and you had to be very careful. You just I just lost a lot of friends and. Uh, and it always happened at, at the wrong time. You know, there's never a right time. But um, uh, but Andrew set me on the uh, on the straight and narrow about this stuff. He he truly was co courageous. And um, uh, he he when I told him the story of, of, about the activists, you know, he said he you know he just said you you have to understand that they culturally they are. Uh, an amalgam. They are powerful because of numbers and they recognize that. We, on the other hand, don't want to do that. And we tend to just say, it, it'll be all right. It's going to work out. They People can't be that stupid. And then you look at this demented individual who's been elected president and people are. they And I, you know, they don't care. And, and now you're hearing people, well, I'm not voting for the man. I'm voting for the party. This is the new one. I'm not voting for the man. I'm voting for the party. And uh, read uh, uh, Edward Dimtrick's Odd Man Out. Um, he, he was one of the Hollywood 10 who realized what was happening and turned on the, uh, the Communist Party. And it's a great book. It's a great book. And you, you begin to see it, it is a, um, it's a tall order to take on that many people who literally do not care at the end if they have to kill somebody and and uh, you, and you see them turning that on us you hear donald trump being called every name in the bloody book and yet you are watching the one of the greatest crimes i can think of in terms of what's happening in the in the legal in in the our legal system it's just a disgrace and and there, you're going to see a huge i think uh schism in our uh, judicial in our ju judiciary because there are on uh, i'm sorry to say john roberts there are trump judges there are obama judges and there are clinton judges and they are not getting along well right now in the united states of america but andrew was he really understood culture he really understood what was what and he inspired a lot of people um and he changed my life he changed my life completely um uh and i i began to take special note of how the Marxists, the globalists, the communists work socially and on the bottom end. And I, I, um, it, when I was, when I was working with Jamie, uh, that was sort of the beginning. I mean, I, I was, I, I it, it, that was the beginning of things, but today I really see how they had, you know, always heard them. The, the communists had a five-year plan. No, they had a 30-year plan. They had the, they had the long game. Uh, Xi has the long game in mind. I mean, to come here while his economy is collapsing and to get a standing ovation by corporate billionaires is quite an accomplishment. And all of the lies he told and what he's looking for, they're bailing him out. Our enemy, we, I mean, Sequoia Capital that uh, um, 
uh, Bannon talks about all the time. You know, they they are bailing out our enemy, who whose military has said they are going to war with the United States and they're going to destroy us. Fine, you know. Uh, uh, Khrushchev said, you know, the capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them. Uh, we don't seem to learn. The difference this time is that we actually they they're actually in our government uh, at the highest levels. And um, there has to be a cleaning of the house. There really does. And that scares them. Oh, completely. Um, can, can I pick up some? You, you in the middle, you're talking about liberals and that anger, that mm-hmm. activism, that destruction, mm-hmm. uh, which they're running down. And I was thinking, well, is that because a lack of? I mean, Christianity has played such a a part in U.S. history and U.K. Yeah. history that we now seem to have that void yeah. uh, where Christianity is not there, the church is not there. Um, it's always provided stability and an anchor and an understanding for life. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Is the anger because um, they no longer a, a generation no longer has that certainty? But oh. then I was also thinking when you talked about conservatives not wanting to fight. Possibly part of the problem is because many conservatives have a hold of of Christianity and maybe they abdicate responsibility. They say, "Well, God, this is yours. I don't have to do anything." So I wonder is that a, a double edged sword that we have? Oh, uh, listen, what you just said is so true. Uh, it is so absolutely true. Um, and I, again, I, I remember when Barack Obama, before he was president, uh, a couple of, I think it was two years before he was sort of two, 2006, he said, he, he said, the United States is no longer a Christian nation. At that time, 70% of the population identified as Christian. So it was a lie, but it was a lie that he was he wanted to create he in he wanted to push into reality and i the re, the removal of prayer the removal the attack on organized religion was beginning at that time and you could see christians backing off backing off and you know, well, you're you're too uh, you're too harsh. You're too. Uh, it's it's why Judaism and why uh, the Judeo Christian ethic. I I I I've heard, well, they're so judgmental. You know, we have the Ten Commandments. There's so many don'ts. There's so many don'ts, and you're just not warm. And what's the word? Uh, you you. What's the word they use? Of um um, uh, not how. Oh. Uh, inviting, just, you're just not inviting, you know. You you push people away from because you're. There are things that you have to, you say are right and wrong. They went right for the gut. If if you say there's right and you say there's wrong, then there's no relativity, and we know that there's everything is relative, and uh, th- and of course, I think nine eleven. The attack uh, on, on 9/11 and the 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 re- and I do believe this. I don't think most Christians in the United States, not about the rest of the world, but in the United States, knew that there was Islam. I don't think they knew that there was a Muslim world out there. I don't. I don't. I I, I don't think they. You know, they're very typical. They're going about their business uh, and not aware. Oh, they knocked down the World Trade Towers. 
are they angry about something? You know, oh, oh, quick, I, I think, oh, where, where, though, it happened here. It's uh, the World Trade Center is New York, isn't it? Oh my God. You know, it's, uh, this is true. I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) Boy, I'm blabbering, right? (laughs) Listen, listen, listen to this story. This is the last thing I did on camera. Uh, It was a TV series about the CIA shot in LA. And I went into wardrobe. I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to mention who did this or whatever. But I went in and this is right after 9-11. And I'm saying, my God, what an irony. Here I am. And I was already moving into the uh, voiceover world because there was it was far more interesting and more fun. That's it than, than what was happening. But here I am doing this CIA at, at the uh, uh, Veterans Administration Cemetery was the site. And, uh, and I was talking to an employee uh, about 9-11 and what happened and my friends there in New York and how unbelievably incomprehensible it was. And this individual said, I, have, I don't have any connection with that. I, I, I don't have any, I, I don't have any, I don't, you know, I don't have any connection with that. You know, everything will just go on. I mean, literally. And I, I came home to my wife and I said, I was speechless. Which for me, you can tell. I I know how to talk, right? (laughs) I was speechless. I couldn't. I cried a little bit because it was, this was not said out of, it it was said out of uh, an emptiness uh, 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 of mind. uh, The, 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 the enormity of what occurred was uh, and and could have uh, uh, obviously. I mean, the idea that there were only thirty five hundred people killed that day is just it, it should have been thirty thousand, thirty five, forty thousand. And um, here was somebody who had no connection with it, and I'm sure she was not. Shouldn't have said that. I'm sh- sh- sure that person uh, was not a bad person, just. Empty of the import mm. that the world had changed. This was a this was a statement of war that was cultural and uh, military, and uh, we are seeing it today. And uh, people are uh, after the attack. And and I the if you if you are a Christian and you don't understand that you are a target of what happened in Israel, uh, you're fooling yourself. This is not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And you are a target. And, um, and the, the leader, one of the leaders of Hamas just said it, uh, they say it and they do it and they have permission to not kill, you know, the 10 commandments it's thou shalt not murder but they have permission to murder. It isn't, and and you 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 need to understand that you're on the list, and it's not wrong to say it. And if you pretend that that's not the case, uh, things are going to get much worse. 
and um, I, I, I think that's something that we have to, to come to grips with today, that, that what's going on is, um, does not heed well for, for the future unless action is taken. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that was my story about 9-11. And, um, how, how do you push uh, back? Because there's obviously, um, when you were doing podcasts back mm -hmm. whenever you started with, mm -hmm. with Jamie, uh, there was much and less. before that, I, I did them before, long before that, before yeah. Jamie, but go ahead. I'm but sorry. there were um, the the voices on the scene, the information, um, the media was more trusted. There mm -hmm. were much fewer alternative voices, fewer, fewer platforms to put mm -hmm. out. Just having podcasting platforms now and that wealth of mm -hmm. reach that you right. can now have. Um, is is that a way of pushing it? Because I, I am not 100% hopeful in a political solution right. or a legal solution. Um, and I'm wondering is... Is media a method of wakening up the public to providing that pushback, or uh, do people just shrug their shoulders and actually well, not really care? Well, you see, too, the media is well. The media is certainly part of the control. They have been. I mean, Walter Cronkite, for instance, made no bones about it. The CIA was involved, and uh, in every all, when when it was just CBS, ABC, and NBC in the United States, <clears throat> the CIA was involved in each one of those networks. They are, and they have been in control. And once you say, oh, the government actually is in control of the news we get, you then begin to see more clearly that activity underneath until the point where, where we have reached today, where all of the news media are, you, you only hear the government point of view. They have been exposed by Donald Trump he exposed them. Steve Bannon and War Room would not exist if it were not the, for the fact that most people who have a who who were on the conservative who voted for Donald Trump saw the government spend four years and three billion dollars overthrowing a president of the United States. They all came out of the closet, and in alternative media has bloomed the uh, hearts of oak uh, a war room which is an which is basically international now through and and one knows one is aware of 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 uh, klaus slob's a uh, constant harping on the fact that you know the or we can remove the internet you know it can go down it will go down. The internet, the grid will go. And the threats that are implied there, you know, it's fierce. <laughs> you know, communication. It's like you say, okay, this can happen. That threat is over your head. That this new, all right, you, we are the alternative. Here is an alternative voice to, and you now know that the government runs ABC, NBC, CBS, and CNN, for God's sake. You know, run. And uh, it, it, it was always that way, but not as exposed as it is today. But the alternative media is absolutely essential. Um, and they're not at the point where they can pull the plug. You know, they're not at that point yet because then, then the next step is mass murder. Uh, and, and, and that's where it comes. It comes in the, in the planning. Of course, they tried it with, with the vaccines 
Uh, you have to remember. You have to go back and remember that uh, that uh, Davos, uh, the World Economic Forum, had this video. I remember it of the vaccine being given as a uh, your passport, your vaccine passport instead. You know, to everything, and it was a wonderful video. Uh, we're killing you as we're giving you your, you know, it's um, it's a remarkable situation. But uh, all of this stuff is right. It, it, it's we we have to find a, a second grid. I mean, I think that's the only the only way we're actually going to survive is to have a second grid. And it was the very first thing that uh, our illustrious uh, president did was when Donald Trump kicked the Chinese out of our our electric grid. And the first thing that that uh, Biden did was invite them back in. And uh, I'm sorry, it, it's a catastrophe waiting to happen. We don't need a sunspot to uh, rain down on us. We we have what is it, 10, 20,000 Chinese uh, men of military age in the country today. And all of that you have to worry about, you know, uh, and you shouldn't be worrying about that in, a, in, in this world. But the media is the propaganda, the Wall Street control of our minds. Holy cow. It's, it, it's, it's a proven vessel. And they took it and ran with it. They were exposed. Uh, and, and now we have to undo it all. Uh, I don't know. I, and as what you just said, I don't know that that's possible. I, I don't. But I hope it is. I pray it is. And I think with a lot of hard work. Um, it can, it, we can save ourselves. We can, but, uh, it's going to take an, a massive amount of energy, a mess. <laughs> I, I love, you know, they're getting rid of, I, I love the fact she leaves and the next day we're getting rid of the stoves. We're getting rid of stoves. We're getting rid of gas. And we're not going to drill anymore. We're not G. Can you hear this? We're doing what you said. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like, see, it's so sad. It's so incredibly sad. And and the Congress is going, well, I don't know. It's, just, it's all printed. It's all going to collapse anyway. I hope it I hope it happens soon. You know, I, 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 I don't know. And I also I'm beginning this. I'm beginning to think and give credence to the fact that the vaccinations uh, have had a mental effect on people. I, I, it crosses the blood-brain barrier, and um, uh, I, uh, um, Naomi Wolf had suggested that there would be irrational behavior as a result of it, and I thought, ah, uh, well, no, I think she was probably yeah. onto something. Yeah, well, that, that that does add up. <laughs> um, can it, it, a final question on mm -hmm. on you? Obviously. Mm -hmm. In the podcast, it's it's spending 30, 40 minutes with you and your thoughts, and you're just putting <laughs> down what, what you think. Don't um, be so harsh, please. Uh, no. But um, but from your I mean, from a yeah. film career, from mm -hmm. I mean, from A team to Ben 10, I mean mm -hmm. it's yeah. diverse, and then video games all mixed in with that. Mm -hmm. Uh how how much of yourself could you put in? You obviously have to excel in in acting, in your character, in your voice ability, uh, but how much of yourself were you able or could you put in as an actor? Well, that I mean, I mean that's why, uh, you know, I I listened to Jordan Peterson say, if you have anything to contribute, 
to what you see, this is the time to do it. And it's now. That's it. And I watched what he has been through uh, and others. And uh, um, what do I have to contribute? Uh, you know, I'm an actor. Uh, it's I used to walk around in New York saying, why the, why the hell would anybody pay to see that? me or anybody? You know, why? <laughs> you know, what is it? What is it? But it's it's if you if if like with the Babylon Bee, if I can through an absurdity knock somebody on the head to say, oh my God, I never thought of that. Look, you know, if if I can if I can just point out the absolute absurdity of people calling Donald Trump a totalitarian fascist Nazi when that's what they have been doing. And that is the Olinsky, the, the famous, you know, the, 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 his, his famous statement, you accuse them of what you are doing and they're doing it every day and they get away with it. If you can stop them from getting away with that by voting against them, and, you know, I, I, this this whole thing of voting, and, and of course, I do believe they stole the election. I'm, there's any no question. And I'm, I saw a headline in the paper today uh, about uh, um, uh, in Arizona, this county in Arizona uh, with a hundred thousand ballots. They couldn't <laughs> they couldn't count the ballots. Uh, it was they were on the third day, and they had made forty six errors. And uh, there was this other, and and I thought to myself, Argentina, you know, just had an election of 30, yep. 30 million people and all of the votes were counted in one night. <laughs> I know. Right. But this little county in Arizona, and here's a headline, right? And what is it? What What is this? This headline is telling you, oh, these people who want paper ballots, it's just, it's just not going to happen. It's too hard. It's too hard to count. Try it. Look, how old are you? Shake your fingers. You're not nimble. The papers fall and you have to bend over and it hurts your back. And look, I found another ballot. It's And there's always another ballot that you're going to find in the paper bin. So no, no, let's keep the machines and let's keep it. Let's keep it electronic. Okay. I mean, it's this kind of thing. And you, you know, you, you, you begin to realize as an actor, I can, I can perhaps, if I'm lucky, once or twice click somebody on the head and say, okay, this is, this is potential. This, 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 I'm not going, it's my dog. <laughs> she knows it's about time to stop. <laughs> oh, Ziva, stop it. Has Ziva been on your podcast, Jess? No, no, no. she hasn't. Go. No, she hasn't. There's a thought. Well, you see the podcast. <laughs> that's why another reason I wanted to stitch it together. The podcast is, you know, you know, 15 minutes takes an entire day and I, then I stitch it together and it's all done. Uh, if you, if you have a, a golden period like this, there's always the potential that the canine who runs the family, <laughs> her name is Ziva. Ziva was a character on NCIS and she left yep. the show. Yes. One of our favorite characters. So we had to keep her around. Yes. It, <laughs> it's, it's really character. I remember. Yes, yes. Yes. Very, 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 our favorite, but, but, um, and the dog is a great German shepherd. Just a great, great dog. But and she does respond to my admonitions because I feed her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good com communist ho household technique. Right? No food, 
No, but um, yes, it's uh, it's you know it's what I can do. That's it. Uh, uh, and Jordan Peterson, I, I I truly do appreciate what he's been through in Canada, and he's so articulate. Oh my God, he articulates. Like he was like Andrew. Andrew Breitbart artic was articulate. Bannon is articulate. There are so many people who have come out of the woodwork to. Uh, uh, I would not. I uh, you. I would not. I would not. I would not know who you were if it were not for Steve mm. uh, Bannon. I would not. Uh, you can, you can blame him. Right. And, well, no, no, no. It's amazing because you're across the pond and, and the, you, you see the world. Who was it? Um, uh, Antonin Scalia spoke at a Friend of Abe event, and he said, gather with people of like minds. Mm because he discovered in the judiciary it was it, you would be an out you became an outcast yeah. so he said don't be an outcast gather with like minds there are people who think like you particularly if if you see the world correctly but the the more people who who say yes that is what i see it's it is invasion of the body snatchers. It really is. People have been hijacked. Money, sex. Uh, when the, the joke about Epstein not killing himself is not a joke. You discover that, and as you you know, I, I said to you, uh, I believe in the Oscar Wilde comment, everything in the world is about sex except sex. Sex is about power, and power is in it. it, it is in everything to some degree and they have found a way you don't belong in the club. If you can't be blackmailed, that's the, the entrance fee is blackmail. You are part of it. Then you get all of the benefits, but remember to toe the line. People who don't do that, <laughs> the Jordan Petersons of the world who up, up front say, not me. I see the world the way he does. And the the idea that Christianity is being attacked and destroyed from every angle tells me something about the people who are doing it. It doesn't tell me anything about Christianity except that it's a threat. And I go back to what Thomas Jefferson said, that if and, and anybody can take this, whether you're Christian or not, if Christianity... What if there was no Christianity, it would have to be invented. Well, mm. it it is real, and it is there, and it's they're attempting to destroy it. Why? You ask the question, why? And you'll you'll change your mind about the world, and look at the people who want to destroy it and how they want to destroy it in little increments. Uh, they, they, it, it is the crocodile. It's Winston Churchill said, it. you know, the, the, the crocodile, you're hoping that the crocodile will eat you last and the crocodile is real, but Christianity is there. It, it was, uh, and, uh, and I do believe some of the most thoughtful Jews like Dennis Prager, uh, rabbis, uh, that I have listened to, and I have spent some time talking to them. Uh, it, it is, uh, there are things that are a force for good are recognized by everybody and things that are a force for evil are also recognized. 
hang around people who recognize both. Yeah. And yeah. um and Jordan Peterson, I tip my hat to you and and to you, Peter, and to Bannon and to everybody that has been an inspiration to me. Uh I, I don't think I could get around. I mean, it's hard sometimes listening to the truth. Hmm. You know it, I know it. And and I know a lot of people who cannot listen to it, and really, I mean seriously, they're affected. And I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I I just can't listen to that. I can't read that. I can't. I don't want to know that. Well, you have to know it because it will affect your life. Yeah. Um, Dwight, it's wonderful to have you on. I think speaking with you, getting to know you is, is the top of my surreal list of the last <laughs> four years. Uh, watching when you're, mm. I don't know if uh, I was seven or eight, I think, 18. Yeah. I don't know if it was four, seven or eight-year-olds. Yeah. but it, it's <laughs> it was. Of course it was. It was, <laughs> it was a comic book with heroes, you know, and the heroes happened to be uh, Vietnam veterans. And that was uh, the the a tribute to Stephen J. Cannell. And he, he, he was attacked for it. There you go. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I don't know if you want a crazy helicopter pilot, but anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole other Dwight, yeah. thank you so much for coming. Yeah. It's been uh, wonderful having you on the, on the podcast. And mm. uh, there's the, the link again mm. on the screen. And uh, maybe we'll have you back for another video interview sometime in the near future. Who knows? Well, any, you know, if I can, uh, anytime. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a blabbermouth. I, you know, I'm 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 a mugger. I, I am. You know, I I admit what I am. I'm not a great. Listen, I always knew I wasn't going to be a movie star. I always knew it because I couldn't ride a horse. Could <laughs> movie stars can they get on a horse for the first time and <laughs> I got on a horse and went. The horse turned around and went the opposite direction. <laughs> It but, uh, it's true. It's true. It's true. In fact, there was a horse riding scene in a movie I did called Fat Man and Little Boy, and I'm riding on it, and it was a galloping scene, and I'm and they it never made it into the movie, and I'm coming into the scene, and I went flying off the horse onto the ground. That was me. No movie star here. None. I knew it. I accept my fate. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Dwight, it's so good to have you on. Thanks so much for your time. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list, donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.